Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, hey, what's going on? You are listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree Mitchell. I'm the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. Brown Girl Self-Care is a platform for Black women who are intentionally healing and getting to where the abundance in life resides. We are cycle breakers. We are legacy builders. We are the dreams of our ancestors. And so... Yeah, we talk about a lot of stuff here on the podcast. If you're new here, I'm so glad that you decided to press play. And if you have been here for a good minute, welcome back, Sistrin. I'm so glad that you are still rolling with me. So last, we're just going to literally just jump right in. Uh, Last week on the podcast, I had mentioned that something kind of hit my spirit. And so I was talking a little bit about money. You can literally hear that episode if you just go back to the previous episode. Like these are going to be back-to-back episodes, okay? So you won't have to hunt and search for it. Um, So yeah, so that was a part one. I was just kind of like talking about what does freedom mean for you. And then it was talking about money. You just go back and listen. Uh, But in this episode, I want to give you some things that I am currently doing or have done that is helping me to uh, really step into this season of abundance that I'm in. Okay. This, this, this lifestyle of abundance. And I do want to stress that abundance for me is not necessarily just wealth as in money, but that is what I am, when I talk about abundance on this specific episode, uh, if I mention that word again, uh, which I probably won't now that I've said this, (laughs) I'm talking about the cheddar, the money, the dollar dollar bills, y'all, the what else we say in the streets? Like I'm like I'm in the streets. (laughs) I don't even know what else we say. The Benjamins, is that still a thing? I don't even know. Um, But yeah, the money, real talk, the money. Uh, I have not really had a lot of episodes on the Brown Girl Self-Care podcast about money. And it's not because I have been uh, afraid to talk about the subject, but uh, I I definitely wanted to make sure that I was in a place to share, number one. Number two, I, I, like I've mentioned before, I would really prefer... I don't have a problem talking about it now and like sharing some things I've done as far as like mindset or what I'm currently doing or things like that. But down the line, I do want to continue having money conversations and having people that are way further ahead than I am step into that role of uh, guiding us and leading the way and educating us more on that kind of stuff. Um, 
So yeah, more to come definitely on that. But in this episode, Good Sistrin, I want to give you, I think I have about six or seven things that I have uh, been doing uh, for the last, I guess, few years and helping helping me to really just not only improve my mind and improve and increase my mindset, but it's helping me to get, I guess, to quote unquote, where the money resides as well. Now, before I jump into these things, y'all, I do want to mention that I have a stillness challenge that starts on uh, Labor Day. That was not a coincidence. Okay, it starts on Labor Day, which is September 4th, and it goes through, uh, oh gosh, I don't have the dates in front of me. I think it's <laughs> September 4th through like September 9th or 10th or some, somewhere in there. Um, so if you would like to join, just make sure that, and it's a, this is a free seven-day challenge, stillness challenge. I'm going to be talking about obviously stillness, getting still and self-care and labor and things like that. If you want to join the challenge, if you want to just kind of like follow along, you can um, sign up for the newsletter, the Brown Girl Self-Care newsletter by going to browngirlselfcare.com. And um, I really should have created like a landing page for this for this challenge, but y'all, I can't do all the things. I am calling my assistant in into this business, y'all. I am calling in my assistant here, okay? She is, she is on the way. But um, I can't do all the things. I'm not going to do all the things. And... Um, so just go to browngirlselfcare.com and scroll down to the bottom and you'll be able to join the newsletter that way by dropping your email address, okay? And if you are a Patreon member, um, I will be showing up there in the comments every day, sharing my takeaways from each day. So, um, and then we're going to be meeting up on that uh, gosh, I can't remember if it's Saturday or Sunday, y'all. I don't have my notes in front of me, so yeah, I'm trying to do this all by memory, but on day seven, I, I'm going to open up the Zoom room and we're going to talk about the challenge and how it works. So if you do want to connect with me in that way, um, that is available for Patreon supporters. You can go to patreon.com forward slash brown girl self care. And if that's something that you would like to do, you can join me on Patreon. Okay, and, and thank you in advance for uh, supporting the Brown Girl Self-Care podcast in that way. All right, enough about that, y'all. Let's go ahead and get into these things, okay? Now, I do want to stress, I do want to stress that, again, I'm not an expert. I'm not a therapist. I am really just sharing with you in the way that I do things that I have thought of, things I have, for example, read, things I have uh, tried and and and. Uh, and am currently doing right now to get my money together and I want to share that with you in case it can help you too. Money is a tricky thing, okay? Money can be a very tricky thing. Like if you didn't have it growing up, uh it can be very tricky. I know that it was for me. Like I've shared before on the podcast, like I'm no stranger to, to sharing the story about how I was just out here buying all the cars or I should say getting loans for all the cars. It's not like I was walking into the dealership and saying, hey, here's $40,000. Let me buy this Camry, <laughs> right? Um, and now that I'm saying that, I'm trying to figure out why I was so obsessed with the with the Toyota Camry. Um, 
you would think that it would be like me trying to get like a Range Rover <laughs> or but it, everything. It was always sensible cars like the, the Toyota Camry, the Toyota, the RAV4, the Hyundai Sonata. Like it was always, almost always these very <laughs> sensible and reliable cars. Oh, gosh. So um, in any case, my, my relationship with money, I am currently healing my relationship with money. After years and years and years and decades and decades and decades of really just not being a good, like me and money, we were not best friends. We were not friends. We, we, we didn't know each other. Like Mariah Carey said, I don't know her. I did not know money. I didn't like, I, I wanted to have it, but it always felt like it was out of my reach. It always felt like it was out of my reach. I never thought really, I never honestly ever thought that money living well, um, being able to do things. I never really fully believed that it was for me. Even as an adult, um, it took a very long time to get to this place, okay? So if you're listening to this show, I don't care if you're making $50,000 a year or $250,000 a year. Like, no matter where you are, if you have an idea that you want to elevate for whatever reason, but you don't have like the the like your faith is not behind it. Your mindset is kind of like chaotic, like mine was. You you're used to dysfunction and chaos and all those things, and you and you don't really have it in you. Like you don't really believe that it's possible. If you don't really believe that it's possible, if you don't really believe that you are possible, if you don't believe in yourself, if you um don't believe that you have the gifts and talents that like already within you that will take you to the very next level and then the very next level after that and the next one after that and after that like if you don't have that rooted in your belly like if you don't have that rooted in your spirit it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen so and it, and it's not because it's not possible it is but you have to believe it you have to believe it like I I, like I said, I, it took me a long time to get to this place and I'll, and I'll give you something extra too. Like another layer to it was, I never thought that God, how can I say this? I never believed that God wanted me to have money, that God wanted me to live well, that God wanted me to live abundantly, even though that's what it says in the Bible, right? Like I never fully believed that it was for me. And and, and I never thought that God wanted me to make money. Um, I just didn't think that it was possible for me. And I, I, I thought it was like this big sin. I thought that, um, I just thought that God, like I, I'm trying to make this episode not super long, but I used to think that God was like so mad at me. My my trauma conditioning um, really did a doozy on me, y'all. Like, <laughs> there's so many episodes I could share about just what my my life experience was. But one of the things was that I just never ever thought. Like, I feel like when God was passing out money, it was just like, oh. That family? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, and I thought that it was because, or part of it was because 
I was just like this bad person. Like bad people like don't get money. Bad people don't deserve money. Bad people don't deserve to earn however much they want. Only the other people, they must be better than me. They must be good people. They must be um, like whatever I was thinking at the time. I don't even really remember. But I honestly, genuinely, real talk, straight up, one of the reasons why I didn't believe it would happen for me is because I it, I just didn't feel like it, I was worthy of it. I didn't feel like God w- wanted that for me. Like I never believed full like full heartedly, like really for real for real, not just saying it, right? But I never really really honestly deep down believed that God wanted that. Like that was the, that was a part of my journey that God had in mind for me. Okay? <sighs> It has taken so much healing, y'all, to get to this place where I am. And it's amazing, because, or funny, I guess, because even though I wasn't believing that it was, I, I was capable of making good money, somehow, some way, I was still able to, to earn decently, Okay. I I don't feel like I've I've ever earned to my fullest potential. Um I feel like I've earned to where my faith was, if that makes sense. I feel like I earned to where my faith, my personal faith allowed me to earn, right? And then it was capped and that was it. It would not move beyond that. It's just been in like this last maybe last year or so where the limits are coming off and it's a beautiful place to be and that's because I'm doing the work I'm I, I I'm actively doing the work I'm the way I'm speaking to myself the way I counter things that I might think or say that are totally not true but I used to believe these things back in the day the people that I hang around the conversations that I have the books that I read did I say the way that I talk to myself already like the way that I speak to myself like I'm just not the same girl I used to be I'm not I'm not that version of me anymore and so once you actively engage with that part of yourself, that newer part of yourself that knows that, for example, she's a baddie, confident, and, and, and she trusts herself, she's confident in herself, doesn't mean that she, you're, you're perfect and never going to make mistakes or that everything is going to be rainbows and perfectly work your way every single time. It's not that, but you have this inner knowing, this inner confidence that God's got you, number one. Number two, you got this. You know what I'm saying? Like until you really, really believe that and 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 believe and and be aware and and take action based on those beliefs whether it's f- furthering your financial education or doing doing different things with your money or going for better jobs higher paying paying jobs or starting starting that business or like whatever it is right um it's it, it's like it's not going to happen until you get it all together right so if you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. Again, not because you're capable, not because it's not possible for you. It is, sis. Like the world is your oyster, okay? But you have to believe it. And people that believe it, like they take action in that, in that direction of whatever that belief is, okay? So you have to believe it. So I don't know if you need to work with a mindset coach, if you need to get into some books, if you need to get into your word, if you need therapy, which, yes, <laughs> okay, all of us, therapy, uh, a million percent, um, unless you're taking classes, like doing whatever it is you need to do. Again, 
I don't care if you're making $50,000 a year, $250,000 a year, like until you're doing those things and, and, and activating your faith and walking in that faith, it's, it's not going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen. Okay. So that's number one. If you don't believe it, it just, it's just not going to happen again. Not because you're not possible, not because you're not capable, not because it's not for you. It is like it, it, it totally is. <laughs> it is for you. Okay. A wealth is for you. Abundance is for you. It's, it's for you. Um, but it's not going to happen if you don't, if you don't genuinely believe that and start to act accordingly. Okay. Um, number two, these are in no particular order, by the way. The second thing, so yeah, I had to change my mindset. That was the first thing. Second thing I had to do, again, no particular order, is like know your numbers. You got to know your numbers. So based on your personal values, not your mom and them, not your friends, like, or what you've seen, because if, especially if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses and all that stuff, no, 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 nah. Based on your personal values, your needs, your goals, like those things, like how much money would you like to create slash earn per year? How much? A lot of times we just say six figures. That is, that means nothing to me. Okay. That means absolutely. If someone just says six figures, <laughs> first of all, six figures is at 101,000 $257.99? Is it $600,013? Whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so six figures, I feel like a lot of times we just pull that number out of our butts. <laughs> um, and we haven't really put any thought into it. If you're not putting thought into it, it's not going to happen. Go back to number one. <laughs> Go back to number one. It's not going to happen. You have to know your numbers. If you, how can you have a goal or like a desire without knowing the numbers? And that means taking some time to sit down and figure it out, like figure it out and include those things that you want to have slash do in your life. Is it that you want to have someone keep clean your house every week? Is it that you want someone to come in and cook your meals for you? Is it that you want um, a nanny? Is it that you want to hire an assistant? Is it that you want to start a new uh, business and you need X amount of dollars? Is it that you want to be able to pay your this amount of mortgage? Like, I, I don't know what specifically it is for you, okay? But if you don't know the numbers, okay, if you haven't taken a good 30 minutes minimum and sat down and actually asked yourself, what do I want? What do I like to do? Whatever. Like if you haven't like really gotten granular with it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. Again, not because it's not possible. It is not because you're not possible. You are not because you're not capable. You are not because God doesn't want it for you. He does. <laughs> God does. But we gotta, we gotta do our part. Okay. So the next time, like, if I see you in the streets, I'm like, sis, how much money you want to make in 2024? <laughs> if I hear six figures, I just, I might just lose it. <laughs> um, but seriously, real talk, know your numbers, okay? Okay. Uh, the third thing that I would say, now this is something um, else that I do religiously, okay? How long have I been doing this? I don't have my journal in front of me, but I would say maybe at least, at least 
six months. And it might be longer than that. I'll just say six months to a year, okay? Um, Look at your money at least once a week. If you're not looking at your money at least once a week, it's not going to happen, okay? I feel like everything on this list is like, if you're not like open to doing these things, it's not going to happen. Um, because I feel like, or, or how about this? How about this? Maybe it will happen. But if you're not doing some of these things on the list, that money is just going to pour through your, like you have a hole in your pocket and you poured a cup of water in it. It's just going to pour right through your fingers or through your pocket or whatever. I'm trying to make an analogy. You know what I'm talking about, right? So, Yeah. So anyway, number three, look at your money at least once a week, at least once a week. You got to look at your money. Um, And I got to go back to number two because um, I missed a point. But let me just finish with this look at your money and then I'll go back to number two. Okay, so looking at my money, what does that look like for me? All right. Now, if it's if it's helpful for you, I'll share what I do. So twice a week, at least twice a week. I look at my money. I look at my money on Mondays and I look at my money on Fridays. And when I say look at my money, like what I do is I have a journal. I have a journal for everything, (laughs) y'all. Get a journal, get a pen, okay, whatever. Don't need anything fancy. I myself like the bullet journals, um, but they have bullet, they have lined, they have blank, like the world is yours, doesn't matter, but have a journal. And I would recommend you have one separately for the money stuff, okay? And excuse me. Um, what I do is I do money Mondays and financial Fridays. I basically do the same thing every Monday and Friday, but I wanted to be cute with the name. So money Mondays and financial Fridays, but I basically do the same thing on both days. So on both days at the start of the week and the end of the week, or yeah, the end of the week before we head into the weekend and the weekend is like, it can be danger zone for some of us. It, like if we really like to spend that weekend means, yes, it's time to pop bottles. I ain't never popped a bottle a day in my life. I don't even know why I said that. Um, or I guess not at the club. Is that? Never mind. I'm going. I'm rabbit holing, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, what the heck was I saying? Oh, so yeah, you know, like Friday, you go into the weekend and your rent might be due on Monday, but it's the weekend. You're seeing sales. You're... Um, going out if you do that hanging out or getting uh, eating out or things like that and um but if you don't know what you have in your bank account it's just so much easier just to just whip out that debit card right so that's why I like to do it on Fridays but back to what I was saying I do it every month every Monday and every Friday and I just go into my bank account I write down what my savings is I write down what my checking balance is I write down um what else do I write down? Other parts of, um, not other parts, like other areas where I, like for example, Patreon. Um, I'll go and see what's generated in Patreon for the month. I'll write that down. Um, any payments I get through Stripe, I write that down. Um, I feel like I'm, oh, and then obviously what I make for the podcast. What I make for the podcast, I write that down. I also write down, like sometimes I'll buy things, like I just bought another, um, what's it called? Robotic vacuum for my upstairs. And I put my old one down here. I was gonna say down here, like you can see it down in my downstairs area. And, um, I had to try a couple to see which one I liked. And so I have to return one to Amazon. So that's $200. That's just sitting there, um, because I haven't returned it yet. So I write down anything that might be like a possible return just so I can see 
what's going to be happening the next, you know, week, 10 days, somewhere in there. Like if I have returns, if I know that money's incoming. Um, so you might want to consider doing the same. And that way you can see what you have at that moment. It's kind of like you're forecasting, right? Also, because what I also do at the beginning of each month, not necessarily on Monday or Friday, but at the beginning of each month, I go in and I write down all the bills that are coming or need to come out for the month of August. So things I write down, Spotify, Peacock, um, Amazon Prime. What else do I have? The gas company, the electricity company, um, rent, food, housekeeping. Um, what else do I pay for, y'all? I don't even know. Insurance, car insurance, gas. Look, I, I, I put everything down at the beginning of the month. And then every Monday slash Friday, I go and I see what went through. I do it every single month just so I realize and understand what is coming out of my account every single month. Plus any expenses that I have for the month, I budget that in there too. So I had to, unfortunately, I shouldn't say that because fortunately I have a car and I'm blessed to blessed and privileged to have a, a good car. Um, but I had to pay the DMV. The DMV is so disrespectful. I don't know why California is so expensive. I, <laughs> my car is almost 10 years old. Why were my tags over $200? You would think that I am rolling around in a Mercedes or something. I am not. My tags for an almost 10 year old car over $200 ridiculous and on top of that I had to smog it and that was another 60 or $65 so what's that 285 I think I paid for this month right I knew but the thing is because I am writing everything down and I'm staying on top of it it's like there are nothing more or less obviously will surprise me anymore because I already know it's coming out. I'm already prepared for it. I already budgeted, 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 budgeted for it. However you say that budgeted for it. Um, so I see how much money I have in the checking, in my checking. I know how much I want to spend on groceries. I know how much I want to spend on gas for the month, getting my car washed, you know, those kind of things. I write it all down at the beginning of the month. And then I go in and I cross these things off. Now, the food thing, I ain't going to sit up here and lie to you. Okay. Pretty much I have all of that stuff under control. Minus <laughs> the food thing. And also buying stuff. I, I, I do buy stuff on Amazon. For example, I just bought a coffee maker. Like a really, really nice one. I bought the new robotic vacuum that I mentioned before. I bought, what else did I buy in the last month? I don't know, but I've been, I've been buying some stuff, okay? So I'm not really all dialed in on the spending just yet, but I do my best to plan for it. Um, oh, and I bought those headphones. I, had, I literally had like four or five pairs of headphones at one time because I was trying all of them. So imagine the refund. I think the refund ended up being about $1,300, $1,200 or $1,300 because I had the air the um, Apple AirPod Maxes that I tried. I tried the Sony X4s, the Sony X5s. Oh, it was just a mess, girl. But um, I ended up keeping the Sony XM4s, by the way, in case you were wondering. Um, 
so yeah, I, I am I am doing my best to do better with my is it called discretionary spending? I think that's what it's called. Um but I do do my best to plan for it too. Like if it's something that I need, I'm gonna get it. Does that make sense? So but I, I I'm trying to keep it in check, but I'm also not like trying to put myself in this place where I'm af afraid to have my needs provided for. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black girl peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle, I smooth in a little of the Way Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. 
Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code self-care for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code self-care. Right? So there's a, it's a fine line, but this is what I do. And right now it's working for me. At some point, I'm going to need to go to the next level. Okay. But this right now, what I'm doing, just being more aware of where my money's going. How am I spending it? When am I spending it? Okay. I know that every Friday we're going to have in and out or some fast food because I'm not going to feel like making anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm just preparing now for things. And I wasn't really doing that before in a way that made sense for me with all the spending and stuff that I was doing, plus not earning them, making the money that I know I could have made had I had my mind been, uh, had I had my mind right. All right. So again, doing the money Mondays and the financial Fridays every single week has really helped to keep me on track. And for example, for groceries, if I budget, um, I don't know. I, I, it sounds like a lot of money, but but again, then again, I do. We do live in California, and everything is more expensive. But I budget about five hundred dollars a month for groceries for my daughter and I. That I try to include like fast food meals um, once or twice a week. Um, what else do I do? Yeah, the five hundred dollars. I think that's it. And every week I go in and I. So for example, I get my. Um, groceries online about three or four times a month. I don't like going into the grocery store for the most part, y'all, anymore. I just don't want to do it. I don't have the time. I would prefer, if possible, for somebody else to select my groceries. It's not always a perfect experience because no one can necessarily pick everything the way that you do. Like, I don't know if they're moving. Like, when I ask for, for example, um, let's say creamer for my coffee, are you really like going to the one, the third one from the right instead of taking the first one that's on the shelf? Like I, that's how I shop. I don't take the first of any of anything as crazy as that sounds. Y'all, this is my life. This is my life. Okay. I know somebody else is out there. That's the same. I don't, I don't take the first or the, anything that's on the top. I never have. I never will. I know it's a mind thing. I, I totally get it, but that's just how my mind is wired at this point, and it is what it is. Um, I like my bananas a certain way. I like my strawberries a certain like I I like things a certain way, but I I have to understand that that person is not me. They're gonna do the, do this task to the best of their ability, and if there's a problem, I can take it up with the the grocery store or something like that. You know what I mean? They have an, a very easy refund process that I have really only had to use maybe once or twice this whole time. So that's saying a lot. Most times it's wonderful. They get it right and I move on with my day. But um, yeah, it's just like knowing what I have available, again, the $500 um, for the food every month and trying to stick to that, even even though I can sit up here and tell you that it there are many months that I go over <laughs> um, because life be lifing. But what I try to do is I'll write, so if I start with 500 on August 1st, for example, and then let's say I spend 150 at the grocery store, go pick it up, whatever, I make sure that I deduct that. And so now for the rest of the month, supposedly, <laughs> I have $350 for the rest of the month. Do I always make it? I just told you I don't, obviously. But again, 
awareness, it does help me to be more mindful because there will be times where I'm like, I really want to just get some El Pollo Loco and just get some chicken and have it made for me already. And I'll be like, girl, you're already $76 over and there's still like uh, 10 days left in the month. So you need to have a seat and go <laughs> get something out of the refrigerator and cook it, right? So just having that awareness it really does go a very long way for me, okay? So maybe that will be helpful for you. Now, I did want to go back very quickly when we talked about knowing your numbers and, and knowing, not just saying like six figures, for example, um, but how much are is it possible for you to create or earn per year, right? N know your numbers, right? Uh, what I wanted to also say is... Um, when you ask yourself how much you would like to make, let's say, for example, you are like, mm, I want to make $60,000 per year. And you feel okay with that, right? But then you're like, oh, I forgot about doing X, Y, Z. Actually, that number needs to be $75,000 a year. Mm, I can't do that. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to do 60. I'm, I'm going to do 60,000. I can't do 75. Where you feel that resistance, whatever your number is, that is where you are going to stay until you change your story. Like until you change your inner dialogue, that's where you're going to stay. I stayed at 45 to 50, 60. I can't remember what I was making when I worked um, at my last corporate job. It was maybe, let's just say 50, but I, I know it was more than that, but let's just say 50,000. Um, I stayed at that number for a very long time. It would fluctuate because we would get bonuses. So one year you might make 60,000, but then because they was playing with my money, another year you might make 48,000. It was just a whole mess, girl. But like if you feel that inner resistance telling you, oh, you can't make that. No, that's too much. You can't do that. Oh, like that's where you're going to stay until you change your inner dialogue slash your inner story. Um, there is a book by uh, author, I believe her name is Barbara Stanny. It's called Overcoming Under Earning. I hope that's right. Uh, I got that book maybe a few years ago. It's a really, really good read. Again, Overcoming Under Earning. It talks about mindset with women and things like that. And um, again, I believe the author's name is Barbara it's either Stanny or Stanwick. I'm not 100% sure, but read the back of that book and see if that's your vibe, that's your jam. Um, it was a really good book for me. It was eye-opening, especially specific chapters about that, that where you feel that resistance. I think that's from that book. But um, yeah, check that out. So now we're on number four. Um, this is kind of like a, I, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but again, these are things that are for me, if it doesn't apply for you, obviously chew the, what is it, eat the meat, spit out the bone. But I believe that every woman needs to have an FU account or like FU money available, okay? Every woman listening to the sound of my voice needs to have FU money. You know what the F stands for. Don't make me say it. I'm trying to keep this uh, clean today. FU money. Every woman should have some FU money. Now, I know we have our savings that we're building, right? Yes, yes. But we also need to have separate FU money, whatever that amount is for you. I, I don't know what it is for you, but whatever that amount is that like if you need to just, you know what, F this job, I'm done. What's the amount? 
Okay. Or if you're in a situation, I'm not saying leave your partner. I'm not saying any of that. But in case you need to skibbity bop on out of there for whatever reason, okay, you've got FU money to dip into. Like in other words, this FU money to me represents never having to be so reliant on someone else that they can literally just snatch your soul, treat you like trash, be disrespectful, um, or any of those kind of, like, in other words, just have you all hemmed up, okay? If you don't have some FU money put to the side, like Big Mama and them used to have some money tucked up uh, betwixt the boobs in the, the brassiere, like, you, you, I really want you to consider that, real talk. You may never, ever, ever have to use the FU money, and that's great if you don't because, hey, Maybe that'll be a down payment on something or for some a vacation or I mean, I don't really know, but I, I want every woman listening to the sound of my voice to seriously, highly consider starting to put some money aside again, your FU fund. Okay. We all, we need to have that. It's just a, a little bit of security that, you know, like if I, I, I gotta, if I gotta make sure that I'm good, I'm, I've got it. You know what I'm saying? Or, or I've got something towards it. So that you're never, hopefully ever, just in a position where you just are stuck like Chuck, okay? In any type of situation, any type of situation, all right? So if you're not saving an uh, FU money, I want you to start saving some FU money, okay? Um, something else that I did, now this one was just like, oh God, I hated this one. I told you before that I have an avoidant personality when it comes to some things. That is just what it is. It's something that I am working through and 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 um, just elevating, I guess, if you will. Uh, but the fact is, I avoid sometimes. And one thing that I would highly avoid doing that I re- if you're doing this, please stop. Please, please stop. Please get support. Please get help. Um, I want you to start opening your bills. I know, I know, just even thinking about bills, ah, just getting stuff in the mail, like, this is due, or this is past due. Yeah, your girl was getting past due notifications, okay? Don't trip. Um, but just anything, like, anything that looked like a bill would just be like, oh my God, like, it would just give me the heebie-jeebies. I would just have so many letters and stuff that I would have to finally open up so I could, um, what's it called? Shred them. Cause it had all the information on it, obviously. Right. You don't want to just throw it in the trash. Uh, but I, I, it just took so long to look at my bills, especially obviously when I was struggling, I was so avoidant that I didn't even try to like get help. Like there's programs and things like that, that I'm sure that are still available. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I just didn't have it in me. And so instead, because I was so, I, I was so caught in my, my pattern, I was so caught in my like trauma loop. You know what I mean? I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And I am sure that somewhere in my life, I, I know, I mean, I know some things, but I, I'm trying to figure out if there was some really major money thing that happened because when I tell you like just from hiding from bill collectors or bills uh and hiding from um 
or just not believing that I was capable of even earning good money or making good money or whatever the case may be. Like, and plus some other things, it was just like, I had to have gone through something or I'm assuming I went through something that was just so vital during my development that it just skewed everything for me. It just skewed everything for me. And, you know, we know that we're not responsible for the trauma. We know that we're not responsible for the things. Like, in other words, you didn't cause those, whatever, those things to happen to you. But we are now empowered to move the ball forward, okay? And if you want to walk into that next season, you want to walk into that next level of wealth, abundance, things like that, that the promises that God has in store for you, we're going to have to heal and take action and move forward. Like, we, we, again, we didn't cause the trauma. Like, you didn't ask for the trauma. It's not like you woke up one day and was like, ooh, <laughs> I think I want to be traumatized today, right? <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't ask for it, right? And you didn't deserve it. But we have it now. And it's like, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to continue? Like, I wallowed for years. I wallowed for years and did these harmful toxic patterns over and over and over and over and over again, right? Thankfully, I was able to give myself grace, okay? And if you're in that position now, I, I really want to implore you to give yourself grace, okay? I want you to give yourself grace, Sometimes it's really hard to get out of cycles. And you, even though you're in your mind, you're like, man, I really, I want to do better here. I want more for me here. I, I want to do things differently. But if you're, when you're in the cycle, it's hard sometimes, or a lot of times to break out of it. It's hard to break out of it, but it's possible. Okay. It's possible. You're possible. It's possible. God is possible. Like girl, girl, like we don't have to be stuck no more. Okay, to be, to get started, I know it can feel very scary, but you do not have to be stuck anymore. And again, as I mentioned before, I don't care if you're making $50,000 or $250,000. If you feel stuck, you feel stuck. But I promise you, like, you don't have to be that anymore. Okay, so again, opening your bills. I, uh, listen, I if, if you're someone that's avoidant, um, yeah, that was the worst one for me. Bills and like any kind of notice would make me just anxious. Um, so there are, again, were times where I never looked at what was coming in the mail, kind of like how I would before, like I would not look at the money going in and out. Like I wouldn't look at the bills either, credit card bills, car notes, like just things like that. I would just kind of assume I knew what the date was and I would pay it then or look online. But I like, I never had a plan for my money back, back then. Um, and then when unexpected bills came, like, it God, it was just the worst. Like bills, I just hated bills of every kind, every kind. So I, I want to encourage you to open your bills. Just just open your bills, be realistic or get, get a realistic view of what's going on right now. If you need support, call someone that you trust. I've had to do that. Call someone that you trust and say, girl, um, I'm doing this thing and it's hard. And could you just sit with me on the phone while I look at these bills and see what's going on? Or could you get, can we get on zoom and you just sit with me and, and encourage me as I, as I, as I do this thing, but we, we, we got to see, you know, what, what you, what to do, open your bills, open your bills. Okay. 
So that's something else that I did. And then is this the last one? Let's see. I think I have one more. Oh, this is a fun one. This is a good one. So I want to preface this by saying it's a fine line. Okay, what I'm about to say, it's a fine line. And only you know yourself. Only you know your situation. Okay, okay. Um, so this last thing that I'm going to say is do not be afraid to use the money that you make, especially if it's for things that will add value to your life. Okay, don't be afraid to use the money. Again, I as I mentioned before, this is a fine line. Like if right now you're just like... Girl, I don't know if I'm coming or going with my bills. I don't know what's going on. I haven't looked at my bills. Da, 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 da. Uh, I know I'm making money, but I don't know where it's going. Like, how can I put this? I put this purposely last because I, I want you to kind of kind of take heed to everything that I said before this, before I said, you know, this thing. Because, again, only you know your situation. So I'm not saying, for example, when I say don't be afraid to use the money that you, that you earn, um, if it's going to, you know, do thing, do something like add value to your life. I'm not saying, by the way, go out and buy that new car. Okay. I'm not saying don't like, oh, by the way, go and go sign a, go sign on a new apartment. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all, because again, I don't know your situation, but speaking for me, um, I will be just like, I was afraid to make money, <laughs> There were times when I was afraid to like do even small, simple things for myself too. Like I was afraid to make it. And I, I know that I was spending money, obviously, on things that I had no business buying. And that's how I ended up getting in a hole. I'm trying to make this make sense. It makes sense in my mind, but it may not translate to the podcast. So yes, there were, there were things. How about this? How about this? Let me put this a different way. I will go out and buy things. And they were not adding value to my life. Okay, they were not. They were not adding much value to my life, and I had no problem blowing money in this way again on things that really ultimately added not much value to my life. But then, when it came to buying things that did add value to my life, I would penny pinch, like, oh my gosh, I, I this class or um, vacation or. Um, this exercise equipment, like whatever, I'm trying to think of things, but those things, things that would really, or this, these books, you know, things that would really add value to my life, I will, I will be hesitant and afraid to release money to buy those types of things. Again, blowing money on uh, signing my, signing my life away on a new lease on a car had no problem. A car that I did not need, by the way, had no problem doing that, but you know, doing something for me that again would add value it's like like a housekeeper, for example. Nope, can't do that. That's that's just extra spending. You don't have the money for that. You got to hold on to every dollar that you get. You see what I'm saying? I don't want you to be afraid to use money in the way, in a way that's going to add genuine value to your life. So let me tell you some things that I spend money on. Okay, so I think I mentioned it before. I have a co-working space. All right. And that's a few hundred dollars a month. Uh, and, and at first I was like, that's a few hundred dollars a month I can have in my pocket, man. <laughs> right. But I quickly realized the value in it. There are so many things. There's so many reasons why this co-working space for now anyway, really adds value to my life. OK, so that's one thing. I also now get housekeeping once a month or slash maid service, whatever you want to call it. The things this lady can do 
in such a short amount of time. Like, I am completely useless. Like, when she cleaned my house, like, I did that deep clean, I was like, oh, my deep cleans do not look like that. <laughs> and that's why she gets paid what she gets paid. So it's like housekeeping once a month. I'm going to, at some point before the end of the year, probably kick it up to twice a month. Um, I booked a staycation near the beach. I've wanted to do this for some time. And that was um, a little bit of money. And at first, I was just like, ooh, you can keep that money in the bank, da da da, da. But I just, I, I went for it. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to take a little mini vacation by myself uh, near the beach. And that's what I'm going to be doing for a few days. And that is definitely adding value to my life. Those are some of the things that I happily put money towards um, and they're, because they're adding value. They're not subtracting from my life. Like those other things I mentioned, those things were subtracting from my life in, a, in big ways. These things are adding to my life, okay? So if you have things that are adding to your life, see what you can budget for and put money to because that money is going to manifest itself in so many ways. And I'm not even talking about money back in your pocket necessarily, but it's going to manifest in your life creativity, just di just different ways, different ways, okay? So think of that. Don't be afraid to use money in a way that's going to add value to your life. And um, in that same vein, something else that I want to kind of add on to that is while you're, while you're allowing yourself to release money and for things that add value, okay, and doing it guilt-free, I also want you to please tip the people that provide you with a service, those people are adding value to your life. Please tip the people that provide you with a service. Um, and also, if you can, find ways to let money leave your hand. Okay? I promise you this money will come back to you. When you do it with a generous spirit, with a genu genuinely generous heart. Okay? Um, so, for example, you're in line at In-N-Out. Can you tell I love In-N-Out? <laughs> pay for someone's food behind you, okay? If you see someone outside on the street and you, your spirit is saying, hey, buy that person a meal, do it with a happy heart, okay? Um, give to someone in need if you can. Um, I feel like, and, and we know, God loves when we give and we do so with a generous spirit, not in a, a, in a spirit of like fear or like you're like you can barely open your hands or you're just like mad when you got to give it. Like if you're if you feel like you're mad when you are about to give it, don't give it. OK, I'm talking about genuine generosity. That's what I'm talking about. God loves a cheerful giver. And I promise you, what you give, it comes back to you. I would, I, I, I you can take that to the bank. I, you can take that to the bank. When you generous, generously li give, excuse me, and I guess I have to say, I'm not saying go out and just start giving away all, all your money. I hope you understand that. I'm just saying sometimes you're going to get little nudges in your spirit. Hey, buy that person a meal. Hey, pay for that person's food behind you. Hey, make sure you give this person a tip, okay? Like when I go and get my groceries three or four times a week, I always have at least three to five dollars ready to go. I, I, I want to show myself and, and, and pattern to myself that it is okay to give, which I do. And um, 
that when I bless others, it's a blessing to me because it really, really is. Man, I can tell you when I give, it's like the money, it just, I don't know, (laughs) but the, the, it definitely is, it, it comes back to you. It comes back to you when you are a generous, generous giver and you do it with a, again, a heart of, of just pure love and, and non-selfishness and, uh, again, like generosity, it comes back to you. So do not be afraid. And that is adding value. So do not be able, excuse me, don't be afraid to use money, especially in ways that it's going to add value to your life. Okay. So just have that spirit of generosity. It will come back to you. I promise you. All right. So I've given you a few things to consider. Okay. And again, these are things that I am current, like this is, this is my current life right now, or at least a portion of it when it comes to like money, finances, budgeting, um, just get into this mindset of elevation and things like that. And I wanted to share that with you because again, I just want to remind you that you are possible. Okay. God's already like declared it, like it's already done, okay? But we have to make sure that we are operating from that place, uh, operating from our our personal place of power. We have to make sure that we're operating from a place of uh, faith and belief, okay? We have to make sure that we're operating from a place of um, generosity. We have to make sure also that we're operating from a place where we are being excellent stewards, excuse me, of the money that God is bringing in the money and opportunities that God is bringing into our life. And I don't feel like we need to do it perfectly, obviously, but we do need to show that we are doing our best to steward this money that we are being, I don't know why I'm so tongue tied today, being blessed with, excuse me. Okay. All right. So that's the money talk. This is part two of, um, this two part little, chat if you will again if you didn't listen to part one it's only maybe like 10-15 minutes you can just scroll back one episode and have a listen to that but that's it for this week's episode of the brown girl self-care podcast make sure that you if you want to um be a part of the free anti-labor challenge it's a seven-day challenge it's going to be very simple okay you can go to browngirlselfcare.com and sign up for the newsletter if you want to join me um because we're going to, I'm going to open up the Zoom Zoom room on day seven so we can talk about this challenge. Um, then you can join me on Patreon. It'll be a Patreon-only member event or Patreon member-only event. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Care. All right? All right. So that's it for this week's episode of the show. Have a blessed week. Have an abundant week, okay? Keep your head up rock it out. You got this. This is going to be your best week ever. And I will see you next Monday on the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast.